Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I'm here with the talented Lily Lewis. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> In all the qualifiers that that giggle implies, like, that's how I'm doing. Like, <laughs> Beautiful, wonderful, all that good stuff. So we'd love to start off oh, with the most... Sorry. <laughs> I was just saying always, like, you know, if it's not beautiful and all that good stuff, then what you got? What are you working with? You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Life is short. Enjoy it, right? Live it up. Yes. <laughs> so we'd love to start off with one of the most difficult questions ever. Tell me, who is Lily Lewis? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Who is Lily Lewis? Um, well, that's a that's a that's a difficult question for me because I think I'm dealing with more than one kind of orientation to the world. The truth be told, Lily Lewis is a very shy, very country girl who grew up on a dirt road outside of Athens, Georgia, transplanted to Louisiana because I had to go see about a girl. In fact, that's my wife in the picture in the on the back on the Mississippi River, me and her. Aww. And um, I'm goofy, I'm nerdy, um, I like sci-fi, and um, I feel like just like nerdily devoted to music, like kind of beyond reason. Like I like, I, I say a lot that I still love music the way little children love marshmallows. Like I'm just, you know. <laughs> That, that enamored little geek lady trying to make it in the world. That's Lily Lewis. <laughs> if Lily was describing Lily, that's what she would say. <laughs> oh, I love that description. Oh, and so funny, because I know you said that before about being a geek about music, and I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, I can see that. You just, yeah, you're you. That's it. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so what else am I geeky about? Um, unicorns? Yeah, we just unicorns. Like, yeah, but, like, I never outgrew it. Like, I ne like I, I started very early and, like, you know, so, like, I'm staring at four different unicorns right now. Like, like <laughs> my wife just puts them in my space when, like, whenever she comes across one, she's like, here's another, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually wearing <laughs> unicorns on my feet. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, well, that counts with the music stuff. I was like, oh, and pianos. I love piano. Yeah, but we already know that. So <laughs> that's <laughs> another thing. Well, well, tell me, obviously growing up in, in Georgia there, um, who were some of your musical influences? Well, um, let's see. When I was really young it was jackson five which graduated to new edition um and then something happened like in middle school where i like joined a, a choir and i got to go to Allstate. i know you have that in florida um <laughs> don't you have that in florida i think you have that in yeah florida, florida has okay. that for sure yes <laughs> So I went to Allstate and sang in this mixed choir of like 200 kids, like some, you know, Renaissance motet. First time I'd ever sung in Latin. One day we turned all the lights out and lined the auditorium walls um, and sang this, this kind of austere acapella piece. And I think I got invaded by like a thousand ghosts in that like two and a half minute duration and um from that point on I was really like hardcore into classical music and so like 
you know, I was like totally obsessed with this like turn of the century French composer named Gabrielle Faure. Um, and, and just kind of that whole world was, was my obsession. And then somehow somebody helped me graduate from 20th century French music to Nina Simone. Um, and so Nina Simone, Bobby McFerrin, Sweet Honey in the Rock, and John Coltrane, Bill Withers, they all kind of invaded my life around the same time. Um, and so that kind of like meshed up my DNA a bit. Um, and then, so this is all like the music that sort of stirred inside me and like worked on saving me and in my life and and my personhood. And then um, the older I get, the more I realize that all of that probably started in my father's church. We were at this super old church. It's like this Baptist church with a hardwood floor. And we didn't have instruments. Like a lot of people have drums and all that kind of stuff in the church. We didn't have any of that. We had an organ on one side, a piano on the other, and our feet. And so we would like slowly stomp our feet. And it was just this haunting thing. And like do these moaning kind of prayer things. And I think that like most of my love for the things that feel ghosty started then, you know, so that's probably my root. And then all that other stuff swirls around that root. And, you know, that ends up being what my music sounds like, but most people don't listen to that much music. So they don't know how to make heads or tails of what I do, but I'm like, oh, all you gotta do is take a hardwood floor and mix it with some turn of century French music. And, you know, like it all comes together. <laughs> Pretty obviously, in fact, like yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think most people even gathered that from. You know what I mean, no, not at all. No, that's all right. You know, yeah. now it just sounds like Lily, but it's not original at all. It's just everybody, all, all the things I love. You know, talking to well, each other. It is Lily because it's your interpretations and and. I can create it. It is. Absolutely. I was trying to be modest, Donna. Mm. <laughs> but it is. Oh, it's a loving conversation. That's that it's going on for me all the time. It's like, what was so-and-so saying about that? And it's not, you know, it's not, um, you know, literal like that, but it's just, you know, that's, that's the language of love, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So are there any women uh, right now that you feel influenced by? Oh, man. Most of the... Most, I'm going to date myself because <laughs> so many of the women that like that, I, that I'm really obsessed with mm -hmm. are like, you know, my elders, right? So, so Bernice Johnson-Regan, Bonnie Raitt, Patty from Tuck and Patty. I actually just met her on the West Coast on my last tour leg. Um, you know, who else? Uh, these are, you know, I'm talking about the living women. Um, uh, Toshi Regan is like a hardcore root artist for me, you know. Um, and, you know, and there are other writers that I'm totally astounded by. Like Carsey Blanton is one of them who just like, somehow manages to find just the right words to say the complicated stuff that I've been working on my whole life, just trying to understand within myself. She just like makes it all rhyme and sings with some nice harmonies and a little, like, you know, it's just like, man, you're not supposed to know humans that well, you know, and be able to make it rhyme, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have a handful of, of those queens that are out there and of the ones coming up, I'm like, I'm really inspired by Britney Spencer. I feel like, you know, I feel like she's probably, she's probably gonna spin circles around everybody pretty soon. Um, and, you know, just, I just like to keep, keep my eyes open on like the people that made me go, yeah, you did that, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Absolutely. There's so much talent out there. And I think sometimes we don't get to, engage in it all or only get a portion of it because it's not it's something we have to seek out a lot of times especially when it comes to women to music we have to really seek it out and get you know, roots music folk music it's not widely played on radio stations 
where you would find it. You'd have to go, you have to go to those, you know, those smaller stations or the, the online places or, you know, like to find those, the women. And that's, that's one thing that I've come across in so much, you know, cause we get so much new music here and I'm like, I get all this great music and trying to share it out you know, to the people and be like, you got to check these people out because you never hear them on the, you probably will never hear them on the radio because the radio's not going to play their standard, you know, music. And that's really, but yeah. But I also think that um, for me personally, a lot of times I get just as taken by the person as I am by the music and, Mm -hmm. and sometimes more so. And that's because I was a composer I've been a composer since I was three years old, right? And I'm so busy trying to hear the music that's downloading into my head that sometimes I don't even have space, bandwidth, or time for other people's music because sometimes it actually clouds out or like muddies what's going on in my head. And anybody who's familiar with my music knows that a lot of stuff is going on in my head, right? Um, but I never have, I never am lacking for bandwidth for people's stories, you know, or people's intentions. So a lot of times that will be my hook, you know, and I think that's as much true for women artists as for anybody else. But like, like, so for example, um, like I like totally hooked on the person that is Cheryl Crow. You know, it's like I may not ever play her music in the background in my house while me pushing play on the button because like, you know, first of all, when I was growing up, it was so available passively that I may have even taken the music for granted, but I never took her story for granted. I'm like, you are bad. Like you is bad, you know, (laughs) like and a lot of times, like, I don't think. And here, I'll get, I'll just be frank with it. Most of the people I make music with, they're all men. And I watch them do this little circle jerk with themselves and they talk about each other like they're gods. And they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like they always has that inflection and blah, 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 they memorize everybody's licks and they memorize each other's this and that and the other. And they're constantly deifying each other, right? And so like, I, I feel like, I feel like the women that I've seen when we have deified, like musicians on the scene, a lot of times when we deify somebody else, like we feel compelled to put ourselves down at the same time. And we're like, oh, I could never blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, uh-uh. You is as much as a queen as that one and that one and that one. You're just as potent as powerful. You could do X, Y, and Z. And like, and I just get so ignited by the possibilities of all these stories. So whenever I come across somebody who like, like really nailed it and not just like made a, you know, professional impact or, you know, or commercial impact, but also endured like, and not just chronologically, but went through some stuff and still show up for the job with like utter, uh, competence and a smile and understand the sacred nature of facilitating that experience for their audience. I mean, it's breathtaking. And we have so many women, you know, ex- you know, doing that. And I don't think that this, it's possible. I don't even think it's possible to give these artists the props they deserve. I just, you know, anyway, but my dude friends are very well practiced in it. So I think I think y'all are on something in like helping us practice, you know. Absolutely. And I, th- I think you kind of hit a nail on the head. I don't remember the, the comedian I was listening to, but she said, um, she was talking about one of her guy friends and, the, and they're like, when they read guys, they're not like, you know, like they were, jo- the, the lady was joking. She's like, hey, bitches, what's up? Like, no, 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 we should stop doing that. We should be like, <laughs> We got to start being like the guys, be like, yo, boss, yo, like, whatever. Like, I'm like, it was just so funny, but it's so true. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she was right. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, we need to start being like guys in that sense and just, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes because I spend so much myself, sometimes I don't realize that I'm not as practiced in girl and lady stuff as a lot of my lady friends. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, like, sometimes I come off as like heavy handed or like, 
you know, boss lady, but like, I've been a boss lady for a long time. Uh And also like, I'm freaking passionate about what I do. I love what I do. And I like, I'm fairly unapologetic, even though I've had to, I've been on a growth path, like, you know, since I was a small wee little child, I don't have nearly the success of a lot of the other artists that are out there, but like, that doesn't stop me from really being in love with what I'm lucky enough to pass through me. And so I forget that like, I forget that I'm supposed to be demure. I forget that I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm just so excited about it all that I'm just like, I'm so lucky to be here. And at the same time, you know, uh, I find that, that some people like they don't always understand the sweetness that's under that's underneath my like what looks like confidence or whatever it's just like no man I'm just a boss lady just like you like what what's going on here you know so you know (laughs) I think that's just society in general yeah totally absolutely so I'm like like you know for lack of a better word the cockier you are all the women artists out there, the cocky you, you are, the better for me, because we can really hang. <laughs> you know, <laughs> confident in your work, you know, be in love with your work because you deserve to be in love with your work. Absolutely. And and, and not just music. It could be anything in that case. I mean, realistically, yeah. Yep, Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. Well, would you like to do our 20 crazy questions? Let's go for it. I hope that I won't give you 40 minute answers for every question. <laughs> well, I promise they're fun. Get to know you and we won't get arrested yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hopefully never, right? Fingers crossed. Right. Well, I don't know. You're in Florida. I'm in Louisiana. Like we could go off at any minute, you know. It, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, okay. So tell me, what is your dance like nobody's watching song? The song you have to dance to. Oh, man. Do I have to say it? It's Michael Jackson. Don't stop till you get enough. Ah! I've been trying to wean myself. I did wean myself off, but that is the truth. Once that one go, I'm like, oh, and a better one, Walking on Sunshine, Katrina and the Waves. Oh. They, all right. Both very perfect. Oh, in your opinion, what is the perfect workout song or genre? Workout song or genre? It's, I'm I'm so weird because I have to audition all kinds of music to figure out what my body will actually move to. <laughs> and what I found that my body will do the most to is Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Don't ask me why, especially the last movement. I get super crunk with it. Nobody else has to be on that page, but that's the page I'm on. Sorry. Not sorry. And I, I focus better with, with classical music, Beethoven, anything like that. You know, any of the classical, I'm like, I'll be at work and I'll just be like doing something. And I'll be like, if I get stuck a bit, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, let me go back to this problem. And boom, like, I, I feel like I've like solved world peace or something, you know. <laughs> so tell me your top two favorite concerts ever. Mm, okay. Bobby McFerrin conducting uh, Chick Corea playing Mozart piano concertos and Nina Simone. I saw her right before, right shortly before she passed in Boston. Changed my life. Can I add one more though? Okay, I'll let you add one more. Okay. Like when it came to personal authority and like could make the whole crowd like could sway the whole crowd with just like lifting an eyebrow, Nina Simone, okay. But when it came to utter command of every single second of performance, I would say that would have been Tuck and Patty, Scholars, 2020, no, 2002. Uh, yeah, I walked out of that space thinking this is the most amazing, the most perfect music I've ever encountered. Holy, holy, holy. Okay. Beautiful. So, 
If you could tell us uh, some music recommendations, uh, a couple artists or albums we need to listen to before we die, what would you recommend? Ooh, man, this is loaded. <laughs> okay, record that you should listen to before the end of the calendar year would mm -hmm. be Jake Blunt's new record, New Faith. Mm -hmm. Okay, record you should hear before you die would be either Jesse Norman or Elizabeth Schwarzkopf's recording of Richard Strauss's Four Last Songs. Series, that series. Beautiful recommendations. <laughs> so do you think guilty pleasure music? And if so, what is it? Michael Jackson, period, any of it. Like, I don't feel guilty about the Jackson 5. Um, but by the time we get to Thriller, I'm like, mm, I don't know. You might not have been up to good stuff. And yet I love it so much. Although I just realized that really probably what I love is the Quincy Jones influence. <laughs> All those three records, like especially mm -hmm. Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. I'm just like, oh, it's Quincy Jones that I loved. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can lean into that more, but yeah, that's still guilty pleasure in music. Oh my gosh, Lord. Edition, <laughs> anything. And um, this is not so much guilty, just like not always shared. Lionel Richie, like 1983. <laughs> okay, but that I get hey. from my mother. I'll tell you, some of my favorite Christmas albums were from Dolly Parton and Kenny, and Kenny Rogers. So just so you know, those were both like in the wait, 80s. Wait, 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 was wait, in wait, the wait, 90s. Wait. So, yeah. I'm guilty about Dolly Parton or, and or Kenny Rogers ever. I mean, I, like, I was saying, no, no, they're definitely not guilty. But I'm just saying they're just my like older Christmas songs. Oh. Like I like oh. when it comes to like, since we're getting close to Christmas here, I'm the older Christmas song person, like the original like some of the new songs are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're. No, they but are. I'm they're like, bad. Only the old ones are good. For, for it to be Christmas, <laughs> it's like you need like Bing Crosby and Elvis and, and like the classics. Yes. Like, yes. I'm like, and Alabama yeah. even because, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. The classics yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. No shaming <laughs> your name. Not now. <laughs> so, let's hype of Dolly Parton. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, go Dolly ahead. Parton. Talk about Dolly. Oh, if you're talking about Dolly, I'm in. I'm oh, like, I, I still want to be grow up to be Dolly Parton. I'm gonna be like 90. I'm gonna be like, I want to grow up to be Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say I was totally mesmerized by her as a kid, and like freaking Island in the Streams was on like total repeat in my house growing. I could never get enough of that song. And like, that is what we are. And then I'd be like, you know, cleaning the table and like sweeping the floor. Like I just couldn't get yeah. Anyway, soundtrack of my childhood. <laughs> Oh, well, Dolly, uh, tidbit here about me. I was forbidden from playing Dolly when I finally got my driver's license. I was 16 with my mom in the car. She's like, I forbid you to play Dolly Parton. You're not allowed to play her. And then it was Reba. And I'm like, what? She's like, I used to love Reba and Dolly, but you like overplayed them for me. Well, they shouldn't be so good, though. That's not your fault. Right. That's not your fault. I can't do any more of them. Please play something else. <laughs> I'm like, at least I know how to torture people. Like, that's like saying, like, you know, anyway, I won't be blessed. I won't be too blessed for this on here, but like, for real though, it's not your fault. Like, they shouldn't be so mesmerizingly amazing. So, I agree. Oh, wait. No, no, no. They're boss ladies. They should be that's just as good as but apparently I'm good at overplaying music so we can torture people. I'm good. You know, we don't need to worry about torture camps or anything like that. Just hire me and we'll just yeah, torture people with music. You know, just all right. <laughs> That's so awesome. speaking of That's torturing good. people. <laughs> hypothetically, if I came to you and said I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? Oh yeah, anywhere on my property. <laughs> like, like literally. Like, I'm certain that dead bodies are already on my property. It feels like, like, <laughs> Dalton brother's house or something. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I got 
got you, girl. We're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next next time I'm coming through Louisiana, I'm just gonna stop by just so I can. Yeah, just yeah I just gotta check out your 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 house. Uh, you know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? Um. Again, see my house. Like, like. Oh, they start. They I live at your house. I got it. I got it now. Okay. No, no we're like trying to be in an innocuous enough place. But also, I got a really good friend out in Lufkin, Texas, who's just like, when the zombie apocalypse comes, we're all coming here. He's like, he's got the plan. And I'm like, okay, Ray, you're like the only person on the planet that I would trust with this plan. But I know that you've thought this plan all the way through. So I'll see you then. <laughs> Okay, so perfect. I'll just show up. Yeah. And if we need a vacation. <laughs> just walk around Lufkin going, Lily, Lily, are you there? <laughs> we'll find you. We'll bring you into our compound. It'll be great. Okay. Because I would say, if you need a vacation then, during the zombie apocalypse, we've discovered that they don't like snow, apparently. So oh. if we were up in the North Mountains... And someone brought that to my attention. I was like, oh, oh, I even knew. I, I've never really had a game plan myself. I don't like either. Does that mean I'm a zombie? <laughs> I don't really like it when it's cold. Like, I've had my days in the cold. I live in Boston. I lived yeah. in uh, Colorado and the Rockies. And the, I'm like, mm, I think my cold days might be over. They might just have to come get me if that's what it takes. Because i don't know it's worse we just come to south florida it's always like hot here um yeah we're still in like the the, the 80s that, this that's week gonna be ground zero. but you know south florida is gonna be ground zero so that's like where they're gonna leave first so south florida they're, they're gonna leave here so we'll be fine yeah once they leave i'll call you and be like get over here yeah 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 <laughs> Oh, tell me, what job would you be terrible at doing? Ooh, these days it feels like any job. Um, what job would I be terrible at doing? Um, anything involving a sport? Um, um, anything involving serving fast food? <laughs> and anything involving retail? I'm just, <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> I like how the first thing was sports. I'm like, what, you want to be the next NFL kicker? <laughs> Sadly, no, not even in my dreams. Like in my dreams, I'm a professional dancer, but oh. still not, not really a sporty type, even in my dreams. Unlike my wife, who is so sporty, like the easiest way to get her on my good side is to be like, oh, you look so sporty today. Or like, wow, look at that soccer bot. Like, you know, it's like, it's like way too easy. <laughs> oh all right so then we'll have to all get together and go to like a hockey game or something like that because that's my sport i just love awesome. I oh, she was so obsessed with hockey when she was like she was certain that she wanted to be a hockey player until she discovered soccer and then she was certain that she wanted to be a soccer and hockey player <laughs> like you know <laughs> so yeah well i grew up in near pennsylvania where like there was no female hockey players to my knowledge like this is one little area but i met some people now some females that are from like canada well, and was. north michigan and they were like yes we played hockey right, all through right. high school and middle school and the elementary even and i'm like we didn't have women's leagues like that we like we barely even Did had a women's soccer jealous? team yeah i was jealous super jealous <laughs> she got so jealous yeah like uh, so she grew up in South Louisiana, same, same story as yours, like no women doing soccer. I mean, no women doing, uh, not even soccer for a while, um, yeah. but certainly not hockey. She, uh, then she moved to Atlanta and found that there was like this women's ice hockey team. And she was like, oh, it's not fair. <laughs> I think she went to one practice and it, and it's like, oh, it hurt my ego too much, but still, you know, like, oh, man. So many things we missed out yeah. on. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and it's, it's it's sad because as women, you know, like they have all the guys' sports there, right? All the, you know, but you know, I we didn't have female. We had to go to another school if we wanted to play on the girls' soccer team. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. yeah, my mom's not gonna drive me another five ten miles that way. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just play basketball and volleyball and softball and whatever else I'm doing. 
keep him busy out of trouble <laughs> what we just figured out is like it's so frustrating that like all of the women's sports teams were all the lady version of the other like so my high school the the uh um we're, we were the gladiators right so like if you were on a women's team you were a lady gladiator and i'm like that's not a thing <laughs> you know <laughs> you lady as a gladiator you know it's like why we always have to have the lady version of it why can't we just you know be our own thing maybe perhaps i don't know anyway yeah we warriors like that we could we could have done that it doesn't we don't have to genderfy everything do we not every single anyway yeah i can say at least my school didn't do that i can i mean you know not that we had the best mascot at the time but you know it's okay at least it wasn't gender specific teams it was you know yeah it was volleyball good that's it good yeah (laughs) and our mascot (laughs) besides the girls volleyball team always used to bring in like states and things like that the boys didn't yeah like they did a couple times but you know girls was the hot one so yeah, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> that's what's oh, okay so tell me if you won the lottery what's the first thing you would do mm, buy my house <laughs> um, i know it's so it's so selfish we're responsible like, <laughs> on these days on the these days like my wife has been supporting my music for so long. Like the first thing I would want to do would be to like do something to like you know offer some stability in her direction, you know. Um, and right now that means getting this house. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and I could give you. It's it's us being responsible people. That's what it is. We're just responsible adults. You know, this adulting Maybe. is hard. I tell you. I feel like I I wish I could own that. I wish I could own adulting, but like, I mean, I'm I'm touring the country in a van for a living, um, so that should tell you the level of adulting I'm up to, uh, and that level is not high. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would like to do some like grand gesture to it, like to make for all the lack of adulting I've been able to accomplish in my adulted years you know (laughs) there is nothing wrong with it absolutely not tell me what's the last thing you read um read with my eyes okay audiobook audiobook it has to be an audiobook oh yay they count yay okay um (laughs) Uh, let's see. The very last one I finished um, was a re-read. First time it was a read. This time it was a listen of the uh, Octavia Butler's Genesis series um, that occupied the bulk of the last uh, the last run. And then when we needed six more hours of listening, it was Quincy Jones's Twelve Notes. Um, thing which is like kind of his most recent book both great books i haven't read the quincy jones ones but i've read yeah oh oh, wait maybe i should should back up and say audiobook i've audiobooked a lot of them so (laughs) (laughs) in all honesty transparentness right (laughs) do you prefer boots or heels never ever ever again a heel ever again ever i used to do a heeled boot that used to be my my thing but liz was like baby no you must have comfortable feet like like that was like like my lack of comfortable feet i was almost a deal breaker and so <laughs> i gave up on heels i even eventually gave up on boots but i love i love a good boot man i just mm. you know if I could, if I could rock my boots in comfort and pizzazz, I would be all about it. Boot, hundred <laughs> percent. It's all about comfort. That's what the truth is. <laughs> if we made a movie about your life, who would play you? Mm, who would you want to play you? 
we used to kind of try to figure this out. Um, man, I used I think I think I just have Queen Latifah stuck in my head, but like she's older than me. But still, <laughs> she fine. Me, so, um, I'm trying to think. Cause I we Liz and I flirt with this from time to time, like because we we are certain that we're so compelling that somebody ought to make a movie about us. And for her, it would have been Chloe Savigny. And don't you think Chloe Savigny and Queen Latifah would make a great couple? Like, yeah. Okay, that I could see. That I could see. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave it there. <laughs> now I think she wants to be played by Megan Rapino, but like whatever. <laughs> I don't know the Megan Rapinoe. It's a soccer. It's a soccer thing. That's all. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so I, I bet she's watching the World Cup right now, huh? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay, she'll have to keep me updated on stats because I've been like, okay, who's winning? Who's losing? Okay, all right, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> that's my level of interest right now. Like a good American, right? <laughs> You're like, wah wah. <laughs> Oh. Speaking of uh, possibly world things, where's Waldo? Mm. Probably also on my property. <laughs> At least not behind me anymore. Hopefully not dead. We're just going to come put lots of little cardboard where's Waldo's and on your property and be like, look, there he is. Sure. <laughs> Oh, in your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Mm. Oh, this is going to be a nerdy response. Secure attachment. Mm. And I don't even <laughs> think anybody knows what I mean by that. But it's like, you know, in the psych world, there's like this whole theory around attachment style mm -hmm. and like, Either you can be avoidant, you can be disorganized, you could be like, there's all these different ways in which neurosis plays out in relationship. And it's different when you're young versus when you're old. You clearly know what I'm talking about, but a lot of, whenever I say these two words together, people just look at me sideways like, what you talking about, Lil? Um, <laughs> but dang, when you hit that sweet spot, it is just like, I got you, you got me. You go through difficult stuff, which we still know, you know, where the arguments that used to last months now last minutes, like, it's like, oh, it's delicious. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I think that's one of the best answers I've ever had on this. I mean, we have awesome. great answers, but I mean, just. <laughs> so would you rather cook or order in? Cook. Oh, I love to cook. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm that great at it, but I love to cook. Oh, I hate ordering. It always feels like a, I'm wasting like money and it's always too salty and da, da 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 But like, it doesn't even matter if other people's food is delicious. I just love to cook, you know. Mm -hmm. I probably love to cook almost as much as I like playing piano. So, any, any special dishes that you're like, I absolutely love to cook. This is like my favorite dish to cook. Well, I can tell you. My, my the best dish that I ever learned to execute, um, like, was we we assembled a spanakopita recipe that like we we just took all the best things from like various recipes mm -hmm. and like developed this thing. We don't even call it spanakopita anymore. People call it spank your mama because that's how good it is. <laughs> you know, it's like we we don't. We don't make it anymore because it's so time consuming and the way we do it, like we're so present to every moment of, the, you know, we don't make it that much anymore. But like that's that's by far like, like, oh, she did that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so let me know when we're having vacation and we'll do that. OK. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, so tell me pizza. What's the worst pizza topping, in your opinion? You know, this is a boring answer for me. Anchovies, I don't get them. It's just like extra fishy salt. I don't get it. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to say that, you know. You know. So, so how do you feel about pineapple? 
I'm pro pineapple. I know that's okay, not good. always, um, you know, that's not the most popular opinion, but I'm pro pineapple. Very pro, very pro. <laughs> yes. That that had to be a question because frankly, that became the, the heated debate early on, early in 2022 when we started asking it. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't realize this was such a hot topic. Pineapple or no pineapple? Like, whoa. So now we know we're safe each other to vacation with, right? Right. <laughs> Oh, so what do you wish would magically clean itself? Say that again. Uh, what do you wish would magically clean itself? Hmm. The it's car, the house. <laughs> I want to. I, I what was that to... gum? Wait, wait, what was the gum? Orbit? No. Was it Orbit? Did they have a, that was a thing, that was a... What was it? It was like clean up dirty mouth or something like that. It was like, like one of the gums. I forget which one. I think it was, I want to say orbit, but it probably wasn't orbit. I'll, I'll think of it later, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, why do I have a case of gum in my mailbox now? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So tell us something on your bucket list. Hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> um, my bucket list list keeps changing because I keep like doing the things that are on them. And so I keep having okay. to, so my current one is Amy Ray is coming to New Orleans mm -hmm. on February 13th and I'm going to be at home and I know I'm going to the show, but it is my current desire, you know, and and plan um, that she let me participate in the show. Um, I wrote her a note even. I was like, hey, girl, you know, I love you, right? You know, like I did that. I let my agent know, like I'm letting people around town who know the talent booker at the venue know, like I'm like, Hey, shout is Linda Lewis right here. You know what I'm saying? You know. Anyway, so that's current top of the list. Uh, and, and come February 13th, we'll know whether or not it stays on the list or whether we can cross it off and move on to the next one. You're so going to have to like live uh, stream something for me. Uh, yeah. Because I want to <laughs> see if it happens. Yeah. Well, you, or maybe get your wife to live stream and I'll give you my cell number. You can just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if if I get the rejection email, I'll even read that. I'll be like, sorry, Lily, you can't come play with me. I'll 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 record that for you too. <laughs> Either way, I'll let you know. <laughs> well, I hope you get to cross that one off your bucket list too. Because that's what bucket lists are made for is crossing those things off and doing that's it. Right. Absolutely. Amen. That's right. If you could be any person like Dolly Parton or a position like a CEO, a president, whatever. Who or what position would you want to be for the day and why? Mm, one day. One day. That's a tough question for me because I have entered the phase of my life where I'm so clear about my purpose and my message um, that I know it's, it's subtle enough that I have to play the long game. Um, so what would I want to be if I only had one day who or what would I want if I only had one day? You know, I think I would still want to be me. I think I would still, you know, because like the long game is not going to be solved in my lifetime. So I want to spend all of my effort and energy um, giving what I have, you know. I don't, I don't know that I would want to. I think I've gained enough respect for that which I'm holding space for that I just I got I got to do me this time around, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, I still want to be Dolly Parton for the day, but I am happy to just want to be you. No shade. Right. I would want I want to hang out with Dolly Parton for the day. Maybe that's that's what I, that's, Lily Lewis. Yeah. Want to see. Be doing <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can both or, hang out with Dolly for the day. You know, like. <laughs> If she said we're getting up at 3 a.m., I'd be like, okay, I don't like it, but I will do it. For, I will do it. It's all you. Yep. It's all you. you. know who else I have that, though, for? Um, Bonnie Raitt. If she called oh, yeah. me, I'll 
care what time of day, what time of night. I'm mm -hmm. there, Bonnie. You want me to hop on a plane? Okay, let me scrape together the monies. I'm there. Yes. Anytime you want to talk, Lily's got yes. you. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I'll invite you if whenever I get invited and you invite me. Deal? Okay, perfect. Okay. Got it. Package deal. That's how we do it. We got to pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. got to. <laughs> oh. So do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? And if so, what are they? Um, so this one is actually easy. My band and I, we have a slogan. We say practice radical decency. And like, that's all about like, you know, as musicians, we know that practice doesn't make perfect, but practice makes amazing, even if it's not perfect. Like we all started out a hot mess and then we all got better. So like, it's not about being self-righteous or anything. It's just about practicing, you know, because, you know, things get better. It's radical because decency is tough these days. It's especially radical if you're being decent with people that you don't agree with. Um, and I kind of like the effort that it takes. Mm -hmm. I like the exertion. Like I'm not, I am not a physical athlete, but I am a spiritual one. So I like the exertion that it takes for me to dig down deep and be super decent with people that really hurt my feelings or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the decency part is because that's JV. I'm wanting us to get to varsity, which is what justice would be. But we are so far from that, that we just start with the basics. So yeah. that's where we at. I love that. That's so true. I mean, you know, especially with so much in the world going on, especially politics and things like that. And, you know, just people being rude and disrespectful. It's so nice that, you know, I, I'm always, I will go always the, the extra step and try to be nice to someone that's been mean because, you know what? You never know what someone's going through sometimes. Sometimes maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe they found out they have cancer, whatever. You know, like it could be anything. But, you know, I think just uh, trying to be really kind is, is just, yeah. And, and, you know, you can agree to disagree with people left and right, and that's fine, but you right. can still treat them with kindness and respect. And there's, yeah. And sometimes like you can put out too much effort and you get your feelings hurt trying, um, but that still seems worth it because you're building a muscle and mm -hmm. like, there's almost nothing more satisfying than like melting an icicle like with your heart mm -hmm. you know it's like yes. with yes. your heart like that like care bear stare you know it's yeah, like, yeah. It's <laughs> and in my job like i come across quite a few you know cantankerous people who just like you know and i'm like oh oh that's how you want to be oh i see you know you yeah. put a little something on them you know cast yeah. you a little spin and at the end they're like miss lily miss lily i'm like oh there you are sweet you know exactly that's, that makes awesome you know <laughs> yeah well that was the 20 crazy questions so i just have one more okay. quick question for you and that is tell me what new music do you have coming out i have a lot of new music that i'm working on like um i'm working on a collection of solo piano and voice covers for my Patreon community. That's the Folk Rock Diva Patreon community. Um, I'm also working on a collaboration with my Scottish friend of like a like a new setting of like a fifth century like Scottish song, which is kind of cool. Um, and I just started working on my new commercial album, which I'm hoping to have out by November and I'm releasing um you know or like the thing that I'm like working on right now like putting out very soon if not by the time this is seen is a song that I've been starting all of my live shows with um this year uh, it's a new song called Drink This Water Child and it's paired with Joni Mitchell's Woodstock and um it's something that like so many people have asked where they could get it. And um, 
I was being stingy and thinking I was going to save it for the record, but the record is actually taking a whole new direction. It's called All Is Forgiven, and it's kind of a rock record, and I don't even know if there's space for this song on the record, but um, so I just wanted to kind of offer it up. So it's called Drink This Water Child in Woodstock. It's like a medley thing or whatever you call that. So that's the music yeah. in my world. Definitely excited for all the new music to come because you have amazing music out and uh, you can definitely see, and, and this is just me speaking, I can see transitions in artists from when they start and they start growing and things like that. Even if they wrote it, you know, sometimes I know we'll write things and it won't get cut till four or five, 10 years later, depending on how you feel about it, you know, and by that time you might change the melodies and things like that. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing just to see the different progressions, you know? So it's yeah. beautiful. And that's certainly been my story. Cause like I, you know, I put out, you know, 10 albums worth of music that was all demos, you know, cause I didn't, I didn't have any support. I didn't have anybody helping me with anything and nobody wanted to take a chance on somebody like me. And, um, you know, and in the last few years, like these really angel beings have shown up in my life and really seen me. Um, and so that's like my producer, folks in my band, you're my agent, like all these people. And so like when you're when you feel seen, you like kind of fire on all cylinders, you know, and just like, oh, all, all systems go. So some old songs have gotten a chance to really, you know, be to really evolve, you know, um, and be more fully realized. And then and the new songs are showing up to show me who I am now. So it's it's been a really cool ride lately. Yeah. It's wonderful. I'm so glad you could join me today. And you're welcome back anytime. Thanks, Donna. Thanks for having me. Oh, I really my appreciate pleasure. it. Super fun. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you, friends, for joining us for another episode. Be sure to check out the links in the description and have a great day, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. <laughs>